you know, this is an opportunity to compete and I'm excited to watch him compete. How many times do I got to say it? Um, I'll say it as much as I have to um, because we are excited. We're getting on a bus. It's going to be a road trip um, to Ohio and can't beat that. Never forget road trips to Ohio. I mean, getting fifth in the at 197 pounds, wow, that was a tough-ass weight, you know. Yeah. That was a tough-ass weight. And you look at the guys that didn't place there, you're like, holy smokes, he didn't place, he didn't place, he didn't place, you know. Yeah. So getting fifth at that weight was was a feather in his hat. Um, I know, I, and I've said this before, like if someone's got a $20 million check, I, I got a pretty good feeling that we can keep the West Gym or we can – rebuild the West year and we can do something like this, <laughs> you know, along those lines, but. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you are here. Happy Thursday, June 2nd, or Friday, June 3rd, if that's when you're listening. This month, guys, about to be a fun one on the wrestling calendar. This weekend, you've got the U-20 World Team Trials and the U-23 National Championships out in Ohio. You've also got Final X this Friday in Stillwater, and then next Wednesday in New York City. Next week, 16U National Duels in Illinois, Freestyle and Greco-Roman, and then the week after After that, the Junior National Duels down in Tulsa also got some, uh, believe the Junior Women's National Duels are also going to be going on out in Tulsa that same week. I like to say that the summer wrestling season kind of comes and goes in sprints. Um, You know, you can kind of consider the next three weeks one of those sprints with all these various age-level competitions coming up. Should be a lot of fun. On today's show, we got a series of interviews with all three of Iowa's Division I wrestling coaches. Iowa's Tom Brands, Iowa State's Kevin Dresser, Northern Iowa's Doug Schwab. I wanted to do something kind of like an off-season check in and this week worked out pretty well with the upcoming U20 World Team Trials and U23 National Tournament since all three teams will have representation in Ohio. We're going to start today's show with Iowa coach Tom Brands. Got to chat with Tom only uh, about 10 minutes earlier this week. They had a a media availability uh, so we tried to jam in as much as we could during that time. Got to talk to Tom about this upcoming weekend's competition, what it might mean for the Hawkeyes 22-23 lineup. Talk specifically about Patrick Kennedy and his development over the last couple years. We also talked about Max Mirren's decision to return to the Hawkeyes, the addition of Stanford transfer Real Woods, as well as an update on the new wrestling facility. It's only a 10 minutes. Again, action-packed 10 minutes, though, as we tried to ask him as much as we could. Um, but here is Iowa wrestling coach Tom Brands. We're just going to jump right into it and go to him now. What do you hope to learn from this weekend? I know that U20, U23 is usually a summer date you guys circle. Yeah, we have guys that are competing that love to compete and they have an opportunity and learning is every day in this sport. Um, This is a big event. This is a world trials for two different age groups. Um, We have an incoming freshman that's gonna be competing as well. So there's a lot to look forward to. I think there's seven guys competing. So fired up to see them. What are your expectations for them? Expectations are the same. It doesn't change. 
Um, these guys have high expectations for themselves. That's what's um, most important to us. Uh, we want to see the things that are like universal in the sport of wrestling, hustle, attitude, fight, and then go out and do your best wrestling whenever you know, that means to you individually. Fired up to watch them. What do you hope kind of some, a lot of these younger guys show? Because I feel like a lot of the guys that are registered are going to be key components of the program moving forward. Yeah, the future is upon us. The future is now. And you're going to see some, um, you know, guys that finished their first year here. You're going to see some backups in our lineup. You know, Patrick Kennedy has had um, two redshirt years, basically. Um, he's as advertised. Uh, now it's his chance to prove that again in the competition arena. Um, and then on the other hand, we have returning, uh, we have a returning All-American going too, uh, Abe Assad, and a returning starter from a year ago or this past season. Um, we have a blend of talent that, you know, this is an opportunity to compete. And I'm excited to watch him compete. How many times do I got to say it? Um, I'll say it as much as I have to um, because we are excited. We're getting on a bus. It's going to be a road trip. Um, to Ohio, and can't beat that. Never forget road trips to Ohio. <laughs> what have you seen from the last two years of development for Patrick? Uh, seen some good things. Um, he is as advertised. Um, you know, we had a situation last year where Marinelli um, exercised his COVID year, and um, Patrick Kennedy did not take a back seat, and um, they had a wrestle off in, at the Luther Open. Um, Kennedy won, or uh, uh, Marin, sorry, Marinelli won that match. And um, the thing about Kennedy that impresses me is that he stayed ready. He stayed ready. It made sense to keep him in red shirt, especially as long as Marinelli was healthy. Marinelli was healthy. Um, that, that's where we're at today. Um, next year, you know, we're going to be dependent on. Uh, Patrick Kennedy and a lot of our other younger guys. Um, but more importantly, it's about this coming weekend and we're excited about this opportunity to compete in Ohio. What do you see as the next step for Kennedy? Uh, I think he's, I mean, here's the thing. He's proven himself uh, international style. He's proven himself collegiate style. He's a handful um, for his opponents. Uh, just continue to get better and, you know, be relaxed and be able to execute in high stress, um, serious situations that, you know, maybe are tight and, and, and make you maybe, um, you know, wrestle, you know, where the stakes are really, really high, make you wrestle at a high, high level. Um, we've talked about it a lot. He seems to embrace challenges and this weekend's another opportunity to prove that. And you can talk to him cause he's sitting right there waiting to get in <laughs> the front of the mic. A um, couple other guys, Raina, um, Rachi redshirted this year too. They're going to get the chance to compete this weekend. What are you kind of hoping to see from them? Cause then well, those two guys are going to factor into our lineup. Um, for sure, um, you know, Rachi's probably more of a pure 49 pounder, but you know, with Murin coming back, um, we're gonna need a 57 pounder. Uh, Reyna is probably a more natural 57 pounder. We're gonna need guys to step up and it's not just that weight class. 
you know, we're going to need all guys to step up, everybody on our roster. And um, that's the most important thing is when you have opportunity, seize the moment. And I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but this is another chance to compete. Um, it, it, it's important um, because it's the next chance to compete. We're excited to get on the bus and take a road trip to Ohio for really two world team trials, two age group world team trials. How much do these off-season or out-of-regular-season competitions factor into what could be decided in the fall and winter? Uh, we want to see fight and attitude. We want to see you wrestle your best in high-pressure situations and you know, be, be cool like a cucumber when it is high stress. And, um, you know, you learn every day in the wrestling room, in the practice room, you learn every day in competition. Um, our evaluation um, is ongoing. Uh, this doesn't have any more, any less weight or any more, any less significance um, on, you know, who's going to be in our lineup, you know, in November and December and down the stretch into March of 2023. But um, this is an opportunity to display, you know, your skills and serve notice to the rest of the world um, that you're for real. Guys like uh, what Aiden Riggins and Colby Franklin will be there too, incoming recruits. Yeah, um, and I guess uh, I, I mentioned um, only one of those, and I'm looking more at um, Franklin, um, but uh, Riggins certainly as well. So um, both those guys are incoming, and they're going to factor into our future big time. So we're excited, um, and we're excited for some other commit uh, commits that are, you know, you can't talk about them by name, but you know, they're going to be also factoring into this world team trials as well. So we're fired up. As you're continuing to recruit, how helpful is it to have the new facility coming? Uh, awesome. We're fired up. You know, there was a little bit of hiccup, but um, the way that our administration and even our cross campus um, support, I could say the, 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 the boss's bosses, um, you know, there's no hesitation. We're going forward. And, you know, I was at an iClub recently, and the one thing that I said, um, and I wasn't prepared to say it was, is that, you know, sometimes you plan for extenuating circumstances that aren't, um, you know, favorable, and sometimes you don't plan for them. And this is one where we didn't plan for it. You know, we got all the information together. We sent it out to bid. The bid came in high. There's no hesitation. We're going forward. Um, you know, there's things you don't plan for, um, you know, that you just keep moving forward on. And then there's some things where, you know, there's contingencies put in there and things that I don't understand. And um, we've got some great um, support on this side of the river and on the other side of the river. And, and just as important as that, we got great donors that have stepped up as well. And so we just got to go raise a little bit more money. Um, nothing's changed as far as timeline that I know. I know we got to go back to the Board of Regents. Um, but these are things that, um, you know what, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it. Um, you mentioned Max. What was the conversation like for him to decide to come back? I don't think the conversation was hard. I think the conversation was more between him and him. Um, you know, he is an emotional guy, and he was really, really, like, like tore up after the national tournament. And he takes um, – and everybody does, they take losing hard, but he takes it especially hard. And 
um, in this situation, you know, it took a little bit more time maybe for him to come to um, come to grips with, you know, you're pretty damn tough. Give yourself some credit here and, you know, let's move on. But at the same time, let's not keep having the same, you know, result or whatever. And it's time to purge some demons. So, you know, he's going to take his year and that's good for the Hawks. All right, one more if you have it. Um, Real Woods coming in. Um, what was what was that? To, how, how did that recruiting process take place and what's it been like having him here? He's here, right? Um, he is essential to us going forward because now he is part of our roster, just like everybody on our roster. Um, that is an important weight class um, with Ironman leaving. Um, we have a need for attitude, for hustle, for explosive wrestling. And no matter who it is that's either coming into our program, who's, who's in our program currently, that's what we expect out of him. We're fired up to have him. Um, he was on campus on an official visit, you know, a couple, three weeks ago. Um, got the lay of the land a little bit. I think no matter um, what you know or think you know about Iowa Hawkeye wrestling in the Iowa Hawkeye wrestling community, um, I think that it always surprises you when it's your first time in the environment. And I think he was shocked at, um, you know, how the public um, is educated. I mean, everybody in town, they know what's going on. Our fans know what's going on. Our fans are paying attention. Um, and they're excited. They're excited about additions. Um, they're, uh, they're junkies, and we love it. So the more the merrier. So we're excited to have uh, him be part of our roster, just like we're excited to have everybody that's on our roster to be a part of our roster. We're fired up for the future. Always appreciate it when Tom gives us some time. Would have loved to have asked him a few more questions, just kind of for my own curiosity. Uh, maybe we'll catch up again with him later this summer. One of the things I did want to ask, um, just some health updates on a few guys, you know, like Spencer, Drake Ayala, Nelson Brands, a couple others that I was just, you know, kind of genuinely curious about. Uh, didn't get the chance to do that during this interview, obviously, but hey, I did run into Spencer Lee on my way out of Carver Hawkeye Arena when I was in Iowa City earlier this week. Got to chat with him briefly about a number of things, just him and I just kind of shooting the breeze. Um, obviously asked him about his health, um, and he said he was doing quite well, guys. Um, starting to lift a little bit more than he ever has, and that he'll be back on the mat soon enough doing some small things here and there. Um, caught him after a workout, um, just kind of there in Carver. Yes, he's he's working out again. Um, you know, obviously being careful with his knees, um, you know, but he was, he looked good. He sounded like he was in very good spirits. Things are going as planned is kind of the update here um, and trending upward nicely toward the 22-23 season. I'm hopeful to get a few more updates on some of the other guys as the summer progresses, but there is your Spencer Lee health update, you guys. All good vibes coming out of Iowa City. There is going to be a heavy Hawkeye presence in Ohio this coming weekend um, based on USA Wrestling's registration list. Here is who I saw that is currently registered for the U23 National Championships. You got Drew Bennett at 65 kilograms, Kobe Seabrecht at 70 kilograms, Brettley Reyna at 70 kilograms, Joe Kelly at 74, Patrick Kennedy at 74, also got Brennan Swafford at 79 kilos, Abasad at 86, and then Tony Cassiope, the returning 125 
five kilogram men's freestyle uh, U23 world champ. Um, he will be there at heavyweight as well. Also got Caleb Rachi, who just wrapped up his freshman year in redshirt season. He will also be competing this weekend. He's in the U20 competition, the U20 men's freestyle world team trials at 70 kilograms. There's also a number of Iowa recruits who are going to be in Ohio this weekend. Uh, we probably know a lot of them, literally all four of them. They're all going to be at the U20 world team trials. Southeast Polk's Nate Jessaroga is registered, 57 kilos. Uh, Waverly Shell Rocks' Aiden Riggins. 74 kilos, Colby Franklin from Iowa City High, 92 kilograms, and then Ben Keeter, also from Iowa City High, he's going to be at 97 kilograms, so Aiden Riggins, Colby Franklin, part of the uh, 2022 incoming class, and then Nate Jessaroga and Ben Keeter, part of the 2023, um, they're just committed, they have not officially signed yet, so again, heavy Hawkeye presence in Ohio this weekend, going to be fun to see them all compete again, the U20 competition will be a mix of older high schoolers and younger college guys, U23 competition is going to be a mix of college guys and some recent post-graduates. Going to be a good time, right? Uh, Earlier this week, we also got to catch up with both Patrick Kennedy and Abe Assad. Got to talk to each of them for a little while after we got done talking to Tom. Uh, talked to PK about his, you know, quote unquote, second red shirt year, I guess you could call it, and kind of what he's learned during that time and his overall development since he uh, came to Iowa City. And then we got to talk to Abe about just kind of getting back into freestyle and, and the opportunity to compete again after his collegiate season ended on a little bit of a sour note at the NCAA championships. So Patrick Kennedy and then Abe Assad will go to those guys back to back now. Here you go. In these past two years to kind of focus a little more on development? Um, the focus, I mean, you focus every day on development. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's awesome being here at, at Iowa City. But, I mean, the focus is always to be the man on top of the podium since the first day on campus and long before that myself. And but our time here at Iowa has been great so far. I'm looking forward to the next four years. What's been the, I mean, he, said that, you know, the Luther Open way back when was a Russell-off. Was, what was hard about, I guess, the after that result this, this past year having to redshirt again? Like, um, The thing the thing that's hard is, you know, you, you're not the man even on the own team. You, you don't get the chance to be the man. I mean, you, you're behind the dude that you were behind last year maybe, maybe a different weight class. But um, but you learn a lot about yourself being having to move forward every day and staying ready. I mean, staying ready in all aspects, school, wrestling, weight-wise. I mean, that's not always easy things for people, but you do it because you might have a chance to step in and become the man. And so I learned a lot and just kept moving forward and, you know, didn't think that, like, I have time just, you know, just to slack off or hang out just because, you know, I'm not maybe going this year. That wasn't the attitude, and I learned a lot about myself. Yeah, what was like the, the biggest thing and the most important thing looking back on it that you learned? Just you have to be ready to go every freaking second of the match. What do you want to prove this week? I just want to prove that um, the amount of force we reckon with in the future and just ready to go, ready to wrestle, and just have fun and go out there and score a bunch of points. What a... Uh... I know you guys kind of circled, you know, U20s, U23s, you know, out, outside of the regular season. What kind of opportunities does this present? Because it's more freestyle than folk style. Yeah. Um, but, like, what, what, what can you learn from an experience like this? Uh, you learn a lot. You, we learn that, like, you know, that, you know, there isn't that many guys in the room, like, training in this, like, legit training cycle. 
And so you learn a lot about yourself. You know, you get a little bunch of like one-on-one, -on -one, more one-on-one. -on -one. Cause I mean, in, in season, you know, there's 30, 40 plus guys in the room. So that's good. And then there's also, you learn a lot of, through freestyle that'll carry over to folk style. And then, you know, you know, wrestling's wrestling. And you remember that, you know, you go out there, you score points, you wrestle hard, you stay in the center of the mat, just things that are traditional that work. And so, you know, it all, it all interties together and overlaps. And so I learn every day. Yeah. Who have you been normally like rolling in the room with? Um, I roll with guys from, I rolled with DeSanto a couple of times all the way up to Assad. So that's like good, like 60 pounds between there. And so some guys in between that and, you know, we have fun with it. Well, now I'm curious, what's it like rolling with DeSanto, especially oh. since you got a little bit of a weight advantage on him? <laughs> it's fun. We, we, we hammer. We go. <laughs> what, uh, I guess, like maybe like a little bit more tactically speaking, what's been like the biggest lesson you've learned, you know, I guess during these last couple of years just being in the room? Uh, Tactically, I mean, I don't know, it's a tough question. There's, there's, there's all areas, you know, um, Tom says it quite a bit. I mean, you can win a wrestling match in many different ways, many different aspects. And so you can win a wrestling match, maybe just being the, the toughest guy out there, or you could be, you can win a wrestling match just because you're just a better wrestler. And so just knowing that and being ready to go, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I feel like in rustling circles people tend to forget about the whole u23 experience that's sometimes there but but having tony kind of go through that last year and then going to the world championships and winning it um how much did that just like kind of heighten the emphasis on a weekend like this on an opportunity to compete this weekend um well i, I don't know about other guys but i know that we here at iowa we take every chance of op every opportunity of wrestling in any event any time of the year very serious i mean yeah. I, I I think every time I would go to an, an event or an opportunity, I go to win. I don't just go to throw my hat in the ring and you know see how I'll do. And so that's the attitude that we're all carrying into this weekend, and that's the same way we carried in last year. And I think that there's gonna be a lot of good things that'll happen this weekend. Um, how excited are you to get back on the mat this weekend? I'm pumped. Uh, I kind of ended nationals kind of with a sour taste in my mouth. Didn't obviously didn't go how I wanted it to, um, but I'm excited to be back on the mat. You know, I've been training for a while now, about a month and a half now. So I'm pumped to get out there. I love freestyle. I, it's fun to wrestle. It's fun to watch. So I'm excited. Yeah. How nice is it to have this opportunity after what the two summers ago was COVID. Last summer, I think you were dealing with something. Now to be able to you know get some freestyle mat experience. Oh right? yeah, for sure. I uh, it's I mean I haven't wrestled a freestyle tournament since the junior U.S. Open when I was a senior in high school. So yeah. I'm a junior, technically senior, whatever you want to call it now, going to be. So it's been a while, all right? I'm pumped. Uh, I Freestyle, I was kind of, I hadn't really trained it that much. And so it's nice really getting back into it, kind of working on my gut and working on those things that it's, it's kind of refreshing, you know, because I feel like since I've been here, I've only really focused on folk style. So it's kind of nice to finally get some freestyle back in. Yeah. What are your expectations for the week? Uh, I, I wouldn't say I have any, like, expectations. Obviously, right, you want to go in there and win, right? Everyone does. But I think for me, the biggest thing for me is just going out there and wrestling hard. I think I've been working on that in practice is when it gets tough during matches, when it gets tough during practice is kind of pushing through that little last wall. And I think that's something that's I've been doing in practice, and I think it, it can show up in my matches too, and I think it will. 
I know that folk style and freestyle are similar but different, but what, what traits from freestyle, having you know gone through this training cycle a little bit, do you feel like will be able to help you in folk style when that season rolls back around? Yeah, I think uh, finishing my shots clean. Well, I, you can get it on people's legs in college, but that's everyone knows that's half the battle, right? So I think... Obviously, in freestyle, you got to be a little more clean on your finishes, and I think I've been focusing on that a lot, and I think that's the biggest component I think that carries over the most. How patient have you seen Patrick be kind of in this time where he doesn't know when that opportunity is going to come? No, yeah, I think me and Kennedy kind of have very opposite, you know, like careers here so far, right? I, me, I was like, I went right away and he, it's been two years since he's wrestled, you know, hasn't even wrestled a official match yet, right? So I think it's definitely different, but he's been doing a great job. I mean, he's in there every day. I, I mean, I'm not even joking. I have, haven't seen a day when I haven't seen Patrick Kennedy in the room at least once. He's in there every day, more, more than me, that's for sure. He's, he's a grinder and he's ready to go and I'm excited to see him next year wrestling at 65. It's going to be fun to watch him. He scores a lot of points. There's a, I mean, a lot of young guys. You and Tony are going at U23s. He's wrestling U23s. You're, you're kind of like smack in the middle of like, you know, all these old guys that are leaving and all these new guys that are coming in. Like, how good are a lot of these younger guys that are going to compete this week? Oh, yeah. There there are some, I, I mean, definitely this year, well, this summer at least, when I've been training, I've been kind of with like, the younger guys, right? Because during the season, you know, I'm, we're, I'm always with the guy, the starters and stuff and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so those guys, some of those kids can scrap. Seabrick, you know, Rachi, Drew Bennett, Kennedy, obviously. Those guys, when they get in, when they're in practice, you, you should just go watch one of the practices. They're scrappers, they like to scrap. And I think that's something that I see in those guys. And then I, I saw for the last three years in, you know, Marinelli, Kemmer, whatnot, you know, so. I think, yeah, I mean, we got, we got a bright future ahead of us. I'm excited for next year. Iowa State does not have a huge presence in Ohio this weekend. Just two wrestlers that I saw in USA Wrestling's registration um, that are expected to compete. Fernando Villascusa, a uh, recent graduate from Gilbert High School who's wrestling in both the U-20 and U-23 tournaments. And also Panero Johnson uh, recently took second at the U-20 National Championships and will be a bona fide contender the U-20 Men's Freestyle World Team Trials this weekend. He'll be wrestling at 70 kilograms, about 154 pounds. Um, Panero is likely a name Iowa State fans haven't heard much about, but he's definitely a guy that Kevin Dresser believes believes will be a star sooner rather than later. In catching up with Dresser earlier this week, I opened our conversation just kind of asking why the Cyclones didn't have huge representation in Ohio this weekend. He basically said he gave the guys the option and, and a lot of them chose to get some rest and, and enjoy the summer a little bit after the grind of the collegiate season. Um, but then that transitioned into a conversation about Pinero, um, who is a Pennsylvania native who is part of Iowa State's 2021 signing class. Um, but he was one of four guys who deferred his enrollment and gray shirted during the 21 22 season. During that time, Pinero trained with the Cyclone Regional Training Center, competed at open tournaments, continued that competition with his second place showing in Las Vegas last month. Dresser said straight up that Pinero is the front runner to start for the Cyclones next season at 149 pounds, um, taking the place left vacant by Jarrett Dagan, who was arguably the pillar of Dresser's first few Iowa State teams. Big shoes to fill there. Jarrett Dagan, an All-American, five-time NCAA qualifier. During a 25-minute conversation, Dresser and I talked about Pinero 
Burrow, as well as some other lineup changes coming for Iowa State during the 22-23 season, including potential weight change for superstar David Carr, who might file in at 157 pounds should he decide to go up to 165, as well as the Cyclones' incoming recruiting class, which was recently ranked second nationally by both Matt Scouts and Intermat, and who from that class could make an immediate impact next season for Iowa State as a true freshman. We touched on a few other smaller topics as well, but that was the bulk of my conversation with Kevin Dresser. I'll let you guys listen to the whole thing now. Let's go to it. I hope you all enjoy. So you've got, I mean, there are, there are two guys wrestling this weekend. I think Fernando's doing both U20 and U23, and then Panero, who got to the finals at U20s, is going back to try and make a, a U20 team. Um, how come it's not a super strong presence? I feel like U23s is, you know, usually a pretty good freestyle Greco opportunity when it comes to all these college guys, you know, when you're off the regular wrestling season. Well, I think a couple of reasons, you know, we sent quite a few guys to Vegas, um, you know, so there's a little bit of a budget issue. Um, it's not an easy place to get to. It's expensive to fly. Um, so it's a little bit of a budget issue, um, you know, kind of putting your dollars where you think you get the most benefit for your dollars. It's actually cheaper to go to Vegas than it is to go to Ohio for us. Um, so and then, you know, you got to figure out times with your with your schedules to give guys breaks and you know, what do you really want to focus on, um, you know, at this time of year? Um, and we give the guys the options, you know, um, you know, we, we obviously push them a direction and we pushed them, you know, we, we, our whole team was off for the whole month of May. So for us to get together as a whole team, you got to look at, okay, what's better sending 10 guys to a tournament, uh, or having everybody together and, uh, you know, getting ready to make a push to, to do some big things next year. Um, and you know, we, that's, that's the route we chose to go. And I think that, uh, you know, everybody's well rested. Um, you know, if you decide to go to, 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 to U23s guys get basically get out of, uh, final exams, they got to train through final exams. They've got to, uh, stay in town. They don't get a break. Uh, and then they take off and then they just jump in and, and, you know, train again, jump right back into folk style the way we have things set up. So, you know, a lot of it's just a timing thing more than anything. And, you know, we've in just throughout the course of my coaching career, I guess I've had much more luck um, getting everybody together. And I felt like we've made bigger strides than having a real fragmented summer where we got, you know, guys going four different directions is kind of my mojo there. Makes sense. Um, I know that a guy like Panero, he gray shirted this year, um, could potentially have a pretty big impact on next year's lineup. Um, if you guys decide to roll him out, what, uh, what are you most looking forward to? Or what have you been impressed with in terms of just his development over the last year, the way he wrestled in Vegas? And, um, you know, I imagine he's going to be one of the top dudes to watch out in Ohio at that weight. Yeah. Panero, super talented, super special kid. You know, he came, you know, part of the reason that, we went down the gray shirt road was he was just so young, you know, he graduated high school at 17 and, and I think he just turned 18 when he, when he moved to Ames last fall. So he just super young. Uh, that was, that was an issue. Um, but he's, he's very talented. You know, he's a guy right now that's definitely the kind of the front runner for sure at 149 pounds and 
had some good, good, really good outings this year and had some bad things. You know, we learned a lot about him just recently. He's got, you know, some health issues that, that, you know, aren't, aren't, aren't long-term, but need to be addressed. Um, and it's kind of affected his conditioning and, you know, you saw him at the, at the qualifier, you know, get way up and lost a match. And there's, so there's some things that we need to make some changes in his diet and his nutrition and stuff like that, that, uh, when he came back from that, we did some blood work and there was some cause and concern without me going into a whole lot of detail, um, that we need to, to address some things so he can just feel better out there. Um, so, but let me tell you what, the dude can wrestle. Like he is, he might be the most athletic kid I've ever coached. Like he's, you know, David Carr kids around, he goes, man, Panero's faster than I am. And he might be right. Um, so <laughs> when we toughen that guy up, I'm telling you what, he's going to beat some really good guys right away. That's he's exciting to hear. Fre- he's going to be a freshman and he'll probably lay an egg or two uh, or three, but he's capable of beating anybody in the nation right away. He's that, that talented. That's exciting to hear. Um, and kind of, you know, like an easy entry point into, you know, these other gray shirts, these recruits you guys got coming in, the, the guys that redshirted this year. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talent in that room now that's coming in next year. Um, what has you most excited when you think of the guys coming out of gray shirt, the guys coming out of red shirt, this, this incoming recruiting class that um, pretty highly regarded. And it's got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of firepower coming in right out of high school to join the room. Yeah. It's going to be a really competitive room right away. I like that. I think it's going to be a, you know, you got to have a tough room if you want to make a run for a trophy, you got to have a really tough room. And so uh, I can say this is the first time, you know, this is the build. And, and so we're starting to see, we're going to start to see some of the, the results of the build uh, coming this year in the room. And these young guys will develop quickly because they're all pretty good right now. But, you know, not only is it a really good class, but it's a big class too. It's probably 18 to 20 guys. I think we lost 12 guys off the roster this year. And so we're bringing in 18. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be a whole new look. Yeah. The, the recruits primarily, I know we, we've kind of talked on and off about it as they've been committing, but, you know, Swiderski, Guyton, Rojas, um, you know, you can go up, up, you know, up and down the list, I guess. Um, what, how did this class come together? Like what, how did this thing kind of get rolling into, you know, what a lot of other bigger wrestling outlets are calling the number two class in the country for 2022. I mean, that's pretty impressive, um, you know, assembly of talent here. How did it come together just from your perspective? Well, I, uh, you know, for the, the year or two previous that we got thrown under the bus for not doing a very good job of recruiting, I always say, and, and it's probably because I'm a little bit older now, maybe a little bit wiser, is, is that, you know, if you have a bad recruiting year, you miss on some guys, which we did. Um, you, you got two ways to look at it. You can, you, can, you can pout about it or you can learn and uh, continue to plug away. And the good news is you got a lot of money. So you go out and miss on three kids that are big, t- big time recruits. Well, obviously you had a lot of money in your budget to buy those three guys. If you don't, if you don't get them, then you got that money for next year. You, you know, so we kept, we held a lot of scholarship money. Uh, so going into this year, we had a lot of scholarship money available. Um, and it came together, you know, we obviously had a, had a, a good relational Metcalf's Michigan uh, background helped us a lot with those two Michigan guys. You know, we've got some good contacts. We've been recruiting California hard for the last year, year, maybe a year plus. And uh, obviously that paid off. Um, I've had Pennsylvania 
ties my whole life. Um, so, um, you know, just a lot came together this year. What, uh, who from the, you know, recruiting class, the, the gray shirts, the red shirts, I know we talked a little bit about Panero, but who else do you think could be, you know, immediate impact right away next year? Well, Casey wants to wrestle right away. You know, Swiderski wants to, 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 to wrestle right away and be the guy at 141. He obviously is going to have some competition. Zach Redding, who had a really good first year for us and redshirted this past year. So, um, you know, we're going to have two really uh, tough guys battling at that position. But Casey's, uh, you know, he's going to be a special one. He's just got the right mentality, uh, the right toughness, and obviously the right skill level to – to be a heck of a college wrestler. So I know he's excited and, um, you know, so that's probably the one guy that sticks out right now that, uh, you know, him and Panero that are probably going to be the front runners at those two weight classes. So that's 41, 49. Um, and I know we've talked about this a little bit too, but at 57, is that still David spot or is he potentially on the way up? Could Cam Robinson perhaps slide in? I mean, there's gonna be a lot of new faces in this lineup next year. The more we look at it. Yeah, I think right now David wants to go up. You know, if he goes up to 65, so I, I think he's leaning towards that, then, you know, you'll have a bunch of guys crashing at 57. But, you know, 57 is going to have a lot of bodies that are going to want that spot. I mean, you'll have Judge and Grant Stotts will go down, I'm sure, to try to make that spot. You got Cam Robinson. You know, I think a guy that's a real sleeper that we've seen really good signs out of is uh, Kreiser, you know, Jason Kreiser. Uh, that transferred in from Campbell. He redshirted this past year, and we saw some good things out of him. Um, you know, this kid from Ohio that was, a, I think, a two- or three-timer. I can't even remember. Connor Uten will probably redshirt, but he's going to be a talented kid. So, you know, there's a lot of options at 157, and obviously we need somebody to step up there and do the job. Yeah, when you've got a lot of guys, I, I feel like you've been dealing with this at, at 65 for the last few years, but, you know, 57 – you know, you've got some guys who are experienced like Judge. You've got some guys that you know maybe more about than others like Stotts. Then you've got, you know, an exciting young guy in Cam. What's – I know it's way too early probably to make a definitive decision, but what's going to go into the decision to figure out who could be that guy? Well, we're going to, you know, obviously have some wrestle-offs and put them in some turn open tournaments and see which guy rises to the top. And, you know, with me, it's going to be – it's not going to be a we'll figure this out, you know, by – thanksgiving it's going to be a long process i need to see some consistency i need to see some guys that you know we can count on uh throughout the whole year so uh, it'll be an ongoing battle at 157 and i'm excited to see who who steps up yeah because i don't i don't know I, I couldn't tell you who's going to be the guy 57 i just know we've got some good options so as a coach i like that yeah how do you balance you know because i'm thinking you know, not to disparage some of these other guys, but Cam is young and exciting. And we got to see him a little bit during the COVID season. Um, you know, we've kind of seen quite a bit of what Isaac Judge can do over the years. Grant Stott's another intriguing guy. Like, how do you balance, like, you know, do we throw the young guy out there and let him grow a little bit? Or do we go with the experience in Isaac Judge? Or do we, you know, I, you know, Grant Stotts is a guy that's been putting in the work and putting in the time. Like, how do you, how do you balance all of those in a decision like this? Well, again, I'm being repetitive, but there'll be a wrestle-off process. And then you put them into, you know, we've got probably three opens before Christmas that we can put a bunch of guys in. And I like to use those more than anything because they're real, real uh, wrestle-off. Sometimes guys that wrestle in the room, you don't get, you know, you don't maybe get the right guy or the best guy for the spot sometimes for weird reasons. But 
Um, we'll factor in wrestle loss for sure, but we'll go a lot on those first three open tournaments and see, you know, we got what the UNI open you know, we could go to the South Dakota state that Dectronics open. We've got our open. So we've got opportunities and that's kind of what we did this year at 65. Um, and ultimately judge was the guy that kind of came forward. Um, and we don't even know if we had a wrestle up at the end of the year. He just, he kind of separated himself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, one of the last things I wanted to ask about just the, all these young guys, um, cause I wanted to ask you about David and a few other things as well. The, this, I mean, this recruiting class, there, there's a lot of potential here. And I think you said during the, the cyclone tours that you guys just went on that, you know, they, they gotta be able to produce like what's, what, what do you feel like is the ceiling of, of this, you know, incoming group of, you know, gray shirts recruits? Like, I mean, could this be the group that, takes Iowa state back into the top 10 and maybe even the top five or, or what, what do you, what do you think in expectation wise? No, I think so. I think that, I think this is the class that can really, uh, you know, really make a move uh, another step. You know, I, I think we've, we've made steps each year, you know, we, we get an all another all American every year. So we need to continue to make those steps. And I think this group, could really be the signature class um, that could really, you know, and we've got some good juniors that have already verbal to us and a couple more that we're getting ready to verbal to us. So I don't think we're going to drop off that much. Uh, obviously we won't have 18 guys coming in, but I think, you know, we're in line, you know, in a place to get four or five really good guys coming in as juniors. So this could be a, you know, could be a good thing. It's what we signed up for, man. Absolutely. Um, David Carr, Mentioned him bumping up to 65 potentially next season. I know I've been joking with him during the off season, like, Hey dude, like you're looking kind of big. Right. Um, but uh, he, what, how would you, how, what have you maybe seen from him in response to the NCAA championships? I know that he was, he was bumming pretty hard after that day one loss. He rallied all the way back for third. Now he's doing some freestyle stuff. He's got a big Russell off coming. What have you kind of seen from him just in terms of response to the season? Well, I've said to many people that, uh, you know, we all knew David Carr was a very talented wrestler early on. He took a few lumps, but not many. Um, and obviously he had a really good year last year and won a national title. Uh, and things didn't go his way that first night, you know, for whatever reason, things just didn't go his way. We've all watched wrestling long enough. We know that there's upsets and there's always upsets at the NCAA tournament. So how he handled that upset was probably the thing that I've learned most about David is he showed an amazing amount of toughness to do what he had to do. Um, you know, people that have been around the sport and have wrestled in that tournament, especially when you're the defending champ and you get beat, it's real easy to put your head down. Um, but he didn't and he had to suck, suck it up and it wasn't pretty, but he got his hand raised and he fought back and got a little better and a little stronger each match. Um, and I think that'll bode well for him going forward because we know the skills there, but, you know, toughness is something that you have to acquire on your own. Um, and I think he did that. And so, you know, he's obviously he's competed in a lot of things since the nationals. David's just a mat rat. He don't get too far away from the wrestling room. Like he'll say, oh, I'm taking a break and we won't see him for two days. And then the third day he's back in there, you know, so that's his idea of a break is I'm going to take two days off. He's just around the sport all the time. I know that he has long kind of had his eye on, you know, 74 kilos. He eventually wants to be the guy there for Team USA. Um, has a pretty big opportunity coming up to wrestle for a national team spot. Like it's a true third place match after he, you know, 
after his finish at the world team trials, I, for, you know, I can do my best to explain like what being on the national team means, but like, what's like, what does it mean? Like, can you break it down for the every man? Well, obviously, you know, when you're on the national team, you you're required to go to some of the training camps. So right away, you're training with the best people in our country and the best people in the world. Obviously we've proven that. So that's the biggest benefit to me. Now there's financial benefit too, because you're on the national team, you get a stipend every month. Um, and you know, the David likes the gear, you get a certain amount of gear, but more than anything, I think it's just the experience and, uh, it's, you know, he's going to get some options for some tournaments as he's becomes a postgraduate by being on the national team that you wouldn't get if you weren't on the national team. So just the opportunities are there, uh, with this. How much could that potentially, you know, trickle down and, and have a positive impact for, you know, for Iowa state, you know, cause that's obviously he's still got a couple years left. No, I think, you know, and I think he's going to grab some guys and go out to Colorado Springs in August, some guys in our team. You know, I think he's going to take Coleman and some guys out there. So, you know, he just he's more connected uh, to Colorado Springs and and bringing guys along with him. And David's such a team guy that, you know, I'm sure you'll grab as many people that will fit in the car and go. So uh, and I think you just you, again, you start training if, if you're not David Carr and you're somebody in the team and you get a train with guy like David, you you feel that uh, high level stuff. I think it's just all good. Yeah. Him, him taking this step I and mean, he's got to win the match first. Um, but, you know, to be able to position himself to take that step, to be on the national team, to take advantage of those opportunities. I, is that, I, I maybe correct me. Am I wrong? If the, is, is that, that seems like it'd be the first step for him toward eventually making a senior world team, right? Like, yes, absolutely. It's a process. Just like we're trying to build this program up and this team up. It's a process. And you just don't go and sign up and go from 57th in the nation to, to win in a national title. There's progress and there's, and there's, and it's not a straight line process, but it's gotta be an upward process. Um, and that's what I think David's, you know, I think that's what we're seeing with David at the freestyle level is that he continues to make that progress at the senior level. And so now, you know, he gets, a, he, he gets a chance to really train and rub shoulders with the, with the best guys and, and, you know, it's something he wants to do in his career. Yeah. Um, another guy at the World Team Trials, Ian Parker. Um, you know, I know he's kind of, whether it's injury or, or whatever the case may be with the folk style stuff, and never never quite fully clicked with him, I think, the last few years. But pretty strong performance, I thought, out in Coralville, end up fourth. Um, yeah. How, I, I'm assuming that means he's probably going to stick around and wrestle through the Cyclone RTC for a few years, or, or have you kind of talked with him about what his future plans are? Yeah, um, you know, Ian has been in high demand just because of the kind of kid he is and obviously having such a good uh, tournament uh, opened up even more eyes. So he's looking at some different opportunities than the coaching aspect, and I really think he wants to do that. I know he's he's probably going to have a, a pretty good opportunity to, to take over as a full-time assistant at a, at a really good uh, institution that I can't even talk about right now. So he's weighing that to decide if he wants to go into coaching or if he just wants to train, if he wants to go into coaching, he probably can't turn this down. Um, if he wants to train, he knows he's always got a home and we, we'd love to have him, but he's, he's got a few decisions to make that I think he'll have to make here in the next by July one. I gotcha. Okay. So he's got probably a month then to figure that out. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. What, uh, I, speaking of the cyclone RTC, like I know that there's, you know, you, you sponsor a lot of the college guys who wants to go, who, you know, who want to go do various freestyle opportunities, but also there's Kyvin. Um, I think what last time I looked at the roster, Duncan Lee's there. Um, what's like, what's, what's the state of the cyclone RTC as we head into this summer? Well, we've, um, you know, Kyvin's kind of trying to figure some things out. I know he got a job opportunity with Iowa State. Um, I think I'm not going to speak for Kyvin. I think he's probably on the backside of his career, but I'll let him, um, you know, figure that out for himself. Again, Kyvin's always, Kyvin lives in our RTC uh, house uh, in West Ames, and he's going to be there all there the year as well. So the door is always open for Kyvin. I think he's trying to figure out his wrestling. He's in the room uh, and, and helps out all the time. So we have to figure that out. You know, Duncan Lee's a kid that came from Division Three Central that's came in and has gotten better and obviously placed at Vegas and comes in and works hard for us. Um, we've got a couple other people that we're just trying to put together pieces of the puzzle for maybe one or two more to come in. But, you know, and ultimately we want Cyclones to stay. So that's why we have a place for Ian Parker. Um, a lot's changed in Ian's world in the last two or three weeks. So, you know, he might not even get a chance to get in the RTC house, but we'll see. Obviously, David will be a guy that'll stay around. So, you know, and that was the intention at the beginning is create the Cyclone Regional Training Center and try to keep Cyclones there. Now we're getting to the point, obviously, where we get uh, we where we're getting some of our own guys that we brought in and coached that stay around. So we're just kind of getting to that cycle right now. And I think if David makes a national team, I think maybe Yanni and uh, Arusia are the only two college guys on the national team. Am I right? That there- sounds roughly correct. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Yeah, so, so I think that's quite an honor to be in, you know, to be on the national team as a college kid yet, that doesn't happen much. And so um, I think what we're doing at the Cyclone Regional Training Center is working. Yeah. Ideally, how many like resident athletes would you prefer to have, you know, in the Cyclone RTC? Well, money, money uh, allowing it being va- available, I'd love to have at least six, you know, one at every weight, every Olympic weight. Um, but again, we're in, a, we're in a money grab world right now between NIL and, and uh, the RTCs. It's a balancing act. You need to have those postgraduate guys in there, but you also need to have, you know, y- you got to have, you know, the NLI factor at some point too. And so it's just, it's a balancing act. Yeah. When you, I, when you talk to guys about potentially joining the RTC, um, like I know that like a lot of programs will bring athletes into the RTC and they're kind of like coaches for like guys who might be redshirting or gray shirting. Is that conversations you have with, you know, guys you might be looking at bringing in? I think every conversation is different because everybody, some guys want to come in and just train and like, Hey, I don't want to do anything but train. So I always have a conversation. What do you do? Some guys want to come in and train and help out. Some guys want to come in and train with full well saying, hey, this is going to be like a coaching. This is a place for me to park until the right coaching job comes open. Everybody's intent's a little different uh, coming in, you know. And so you could have a guy that's a really, you know, a guy like Joe Cologne, for instance. Joe was great with for us because he obviously was a high-level guy and was competing at the highest level in our country. But he also wanted to work with some of the lightweight guys when he wasn't getting ready for a competition. So his his deal was different uh, than, than some guys deal. Some guys just want to come in and train and they don't want to do any office work. They don't want to do any coaching. They just want to train. So, you know, when David comes in, he'll be a guy that want to be involved in everything. David's just 
he wanted, he'll want to do everything. So, you know, they bring different things to the table. I gotcha. Right on, right on. I think the, uh, maybe one of the last things I wanted to ask you about was, um, and I know we talked about him a lot throughout the season, um, but younger Bastida was one of the three all Americans this past year. Um, you know, after, now that you've had some time to kind of sit and reflect on his season, what was the most impressive part about him from year one to year two, just his development, the way he was able to, you know, transition into folk style. Like what, what impressed you the most about what he was able to accomplish? Well, I think you could ask that question to the average fan, including yourself. And I think your, everybody's answer would be a little bit different, but um, kind of also in the same vein in that, you just saw a guy that we saw glimpses of him right when he first got to the U.S. I mean, he got here in November, late November of 2022, and we threw him out in the mat in January, you know. And he obviously didn't know any of the rules. And you saw sometime, I mean, he, he went uh, with Ferrari 3-3 with 28 seconds to go in the match and got beat 5-3. Um, so you saw a guy right away that had a ton of potential but just had to put a lot of things together. He had to put the conditioning together. He had to put – the rules, knowing and understanding the rules together. He had to put, you know, just uh, getting out from the bottom. So there's a lot that, you know, his, uh, I think the most impressive part was how he was able to make all of that happen. You know, you know, figuring out the difference between a seven minute folk style match and a six minute international match is huge. And so, you know, getting him used to training differently because he didn't, you know, they don't do any running in Cuba. And you don't need, and obviously if you ever watch Cuba wrestle internationally, there's very talented guys, but those dudes are looking for a break any chance they get. So, you know, you're breaking, and I'm not saying bad habits, maybe in our country, they're bad habits, but you're just breaking training habits that he came over. He was 20 years old that he's been doing for 15 years of his life. So he, he had to make a lot of adjustments and he had to get really uncomfortable. And so I think overall his toughness this year, uh, was the was the biggest improvement. Yeah, I think we saw a lot of that at the NCAA Championships where he won, what, three matches in a row by a point or by two points yeah. or two points or fewer or something like that. I mean, uh, getting fifth in the at 197 pounds, wow, that was a tough-ass weight, you know. Yeah. That was a tough-ass weight. And you look at the guys that didn't place there, you're like, holy smokes, he didn't place, he didn't place, he didn't place, you know. Yeah. So – Getting fifth at that weight was was a feather in his hat. No doubt. What is the next step in his continual, you know, folk style development evolution? Well, he's got four years on his clock. Three is, uh, you know, three years to wrestle. One is a red shirt, you know. So we got some ideas to kick around. I mean, he gets up to about 220. But I think if we really focus, you know, we could put him, you know, we if, if we, we do decide to red shirt him at some point, we have a good 97 that can do the job for us. You know, that might be a year where we just get him big and strong and get him weighing 235 because the dude can wrestle. And he's just, you know, I think as he goes up, he's even going to be more athletic. And he, you know, not that he's as big as Gable Stevenson, but I think you're going to see kind of the same athleticism at heavyweight if he were to go heavyweight. But the plan for this next year is 197, and we'll see see what happens after that. It's an intriguing prospect because then you look at, you know, like I think of a guy like Nate Schoen or Gabe Greenlee um, that's also in the room. Like there's a lot of, you know, 97 heavyweights you guys there, there's options there I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah yeah you know we got some good young guys coming in that uh, you know who knows how much they're going to grow if they're going to grow up into that weight you know and yeah we got to figure out where Sean's going to be we haven't seen him wrestle because he was 
out all year with a torn up knee. And now he's back wrestling again for the first time in, in over a year. Um, Greenlee, by the way, left the team. He just, uh, you know, he didn't have a good year and a good experience. And I think deep down he was wrestling for all the wrong reasons. Great kid, great family. Um, but he's a walk-on to the football team right now. So interesting, uh, different, different path for him. And he huh. didn't play football. Andy, I don't think he played football after his ninth grade year. Yeah, I, was so, say, I, don't, I don't remember him playing football in high school. And, not his last couple of years, yeah. No, his last two years for sure. So Fascinating. That'll be something to monitor. Yeah. Righteous. So, Coach, I think that's everything I had for you, unless there's anything else you wanted to add real quick. Nope. Good stuff, buddy. Righteous. I appreciate the time and uh, enjoy the lake. Yep. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Awesome stuff there from Coach Dresser. You can hear the excitement about Panero Johnson and those incoming recruits in his voice. Uh, cool things are happening in Ames. Um, but like he said, uh, time will tell if this high-powered recruiting class will ultimately turn into NCAA trophies. This is the build, um, he said very early in that interview. Um, so we'll be kind of – obviously that's going to be something we're going to monitor over the next few seasons um, to see if those guys can uh, really take the Iowa State program to another level. Final interview today is with Northern Iowa coach Doug Schwab. Caught up with Doug immediately after a workout earlier today. Um, was hoping to pick his brain about a bunch of things, but um, he was on limited time because he had some dad duties to attend to this afternoon. Nevertheless, Panthers are expected to have a pretty big contingent in Ohio this weekend. In the U-20 World Team Trials. Um, from what I saw, Northern Iowa has R.J. Weston, Jared Simma, Caleb Runyon, John Gunderson, as well as recent signee Wyatt Volker from West Delaware, all there competing. U23 National Tournament Panthers are going to have a few more. Bo Klingensmith, Brody Teske, Julian Farber, Connor Thorpe, Evan Yant, Dajan Johnson, and Carson Babcock. Um, pretty heavy Panther presence this weekend in Ohio, and it'll be exciting to kind of see how all those guys do. Um, and one of the things I talked to Doug about was just the number of red shirts the program had this past season. Guys like Weston and Sima, Evan Yant, Kale Ronavardi, Connor Thorpe, Carson Bagcock, on and on and on. Um, and just how they're kind of going to mix in with a Panther team next season that returns all 10 postseason starters, which includes eight NCAA qualifiers, and all of those guys advance to the second day of the national tournament. So quite a bit of depth building in the UNI room right now is kind of the point I was trying to get across. Doug um, knows that that depth, uh, you know, I guess he hopes that that depth becomes talented enough to push the whole operation forward. Regular season duels, open tournaments against Big Ten comp or Big Twelve competition, excuse me, and then at both the conference and national championships. We talk about that and a lot more in this interview here. Also, um, picked his brain a little bit about the West Gym situation, but not a ton. Um, that's something I'm really hoping to circle back with him about, uh, hopefully at a later date, uh, but sooner rather than later. Um, wanted to uh, get this out here first before we get to the interview. Just kind of a quick. Dis- Disclaimer: Some of the audio has been edited for clarity. Um, I literally caught Doug in the car, literally in the middle of his dad duty. So we edited some of the conversation out for clarity because um, his kids were in the back seat, just being goofy little kids, his twin girls. Um, it was really kind of funny to listen to. Um, you know, so there was some of that and, um, you know, but we kept all the good stuff in there for you guys to listen to the good stuff from the interview. Um, really appreciate the fact that he was able to squeeze me in, in the way he did. And, um, I think you guys will enjoy, um, listening to Doug Schwab, just kind of talk about the future of the Panther train. All right, here we go. All 
I, I, the one thing that stuck out, just kind of looking at the registration is it's a lot of your younger guys who are also out there, right? Like a lot of the guys that had red shirted, like Simma's out there, Weston's out there. Um, you know, Carson Babcock, I believe is out there. Like in addition to a couple of recruits, what are, what are you kind of hoping to see from those guys this weekend? I know like the goal, obviously to go out there and make a junior world team, but, um, you know, kind of like you were saying earlier, um, really deep competition. Yeah. I think seeing, seeing the skills that they skills transfer, they put a lot of time and work in, you know? So to me, it's going out and believing. I think we, we talked to him a little bit after, after Las Vegas and yeah, there's some skill things, but some of it is, uh, some of it's just some fight and belief. You know, when I really step out there against a guy, you know, some of these guys are ranked. So, you know, unfortunately guys look at that stuff a little bit and they're like, well, this guy, well, shit, he's, he's ranked this in the country. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll use kid Babcock example. You know, he, he wrestled Valencia and he's down 8-0 and Valencia is one of, you know, in his age group, one of the top kids in the country. Um, and he's been ranked high and I think he can kind of go out there and he almost build the guy up a little bit. And then, hell, you know, the guy just kept chipping away and won the match. I think it shows us and hopefully shows him the progress that he's making. And just if you stay the course, what can happen? And then you got to go out there, believe it and not necessarily, I don't know, just not taking a back seat. I mean, I see it in some situations I saw when, you know, guys were in the way we were in a battle. They're in a freaking. they're in a fight and, and we can't turn the other way. We have to stay in there. And, and that gives us the best chance. And I think the only way to do that is one, we train like that. We put those guys in that situation, but then it's going out and competing, man. I, I don't want our guys looking over their shoulder at us the whole time. Like, Hey coach, Hey coach, you, you know, are, are you there? Can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah, you can do it, man. You got to do it without us anyway. You know, you've done the work you've, we've done everything we can at, up into that point. Now it's to me, it's up to you to just, I keep saying trust and believe, but you have to, I mean, there has to be a, a deep seated faith in yourself and, and in your preparation and the people that you're around, you know, and I believe that we have that. It's just, we got to take it to another level. Um, uh, I think about, you know, I think about a guy like Parker and he's a great representative of our program of how we want to train and live. But, you know, if his last two matches, those were, there was a lot of skill and technique, but there was also just a lot of grit and fight, you know, and to find ways to win. And when the, when in your nuts are on the table, so to speak, man, do they shrink up or do you freaking lay them out there? You know, and that's kind of, to me, that's how I want us to compete. I want us to compete incredibly free, be grateful for the opportunity and that there's no, there's no extra added pressure or weight on it. Just, man, I, I just, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. I'm going to go make the most of it and I'm going to show all my preparation. And that's really what I want to see for our guys. And that might not mean we win everything, but I can just, you can see in a body language, you can see in a, uh, in how they step off the mat, you can see in all these things, even when they step out there, if they go out believing, and if they don't, and uh, I don't know, I just, that's what I, that's, that's what I want to see have happen. So what, what's impressed you the most about this, this group of guys that redshirted this past year that, you know, are probably taking advantage of the open tournaments and now, especially here, you know, with some age level freestyle competitions, what's, what's, what's kind of stuck out about that group of guys. Cause there's, I, there was a lot of them that, you know, kind of redshirted this year. Yeah, we, we had a huge group because you had two, you had, you had two of them together, right? Yeah. I mean, we had, we had, you know, we kind of had two groups. So I think we had maybe 12, which is unprecedented. You know, I have probably 12 redshirt guys, <laughs> you know, uh, which is crazy. But I think just the, to me, the level of focus and the time that they put in and continuous time, um, you know, they, we talked about it. I think when they first came in, you know, progress doesn't redshirt. <laughs> Time's moving either way. 
So, you know, some guys are like, well, it's my retro year and I'll wait till next year when I'm actually the guy and then I'll make the jump. And like, you know what, what if you're behind? <laughs> and some guys are behind, you know, they're behind in the race. And one way they catch up in the race is to one, maybe run a little bit faster, a little bit longer, but also then just run more efficient, right? You can't, you got, if you're doing the same as everyone else, I don't know how you make that ground up. So these guys have put a lot of time and work in and, and, uh, you know, I, He's done. He's done a lot of individual. He's done a lot of stuff with the group, um, and really raising their, their wrestling IQ. Um, and we got we got we got a a good group of wrestlers that have a lot of skills. Now, to me, it's just making that jump in in trust and believing. And sometimes you got to beat somebody good. You know, I mean, things is I always ask guys, like, somebody good. It's like, well, now are you good? You know, you were good before you beat them. <laughs> you just, sometimes you these guys need that proof. Um, and that's why I want them to go out and compete and believe when they step out there. And, you know, I just, I mean, you're good before and you got to talk to yourself that way too. And that's how we're talking to these guys. Um, and I don't know, I just been impressed with the amount of work they've done, how long they've worked and how focused they've stayed because it's a long season. I mean, it's a, uh, these guys coming in from high school, it's the longest season they've ever been a part of. And they've, man, they've kept their focus incredibly well and they've, they've trained at an incredibly high level and they've put a ton of time in. And now for me, it's like, well, you put that time in so you can shine when you compete. Right. So let's, let's, let's go let it shine. Absolutely. You mentioned um, Babcock earlier. Is there anybody else who's maybe, you know, out of that red shirt group that has stuck out or has impressed you, you know, to this point after the first year or two? Um, I mean, Holy cow. There's, there's a lot of guys that, I mean, a guy like Thor, Pete, man, talk about time and effort put in and he competes. I mean, man, he's, he's like energized bunny out there. You know, I mean, he goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Um, he's he's trained, man, so much and so high level and asked so many questions and is just in there getting better and has bought into the process. Um, you know, I, a guy like Farber has, a guy like Evan Yant. Um, you know, I mean, do you see Caleb Runyon right now? I mean, you, you, you've seen how he's transformed his body. I mean, it's like a mini tank he, now. <laughs> we, call, we call him Jeep. He doesn't think that's funny at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, you can – I can tell you that across the board, I mean, you can go yeah, – I can go from – I could go through that whole class. Um, you know, Kale Ronavardi, man, I mean, with what that guy has managed throughout this season um, and still being able to, to stay focused. And I think, you know, wrestling's a little bit of the refuge and a little bit of the – the saving grace, so to speak, and something that you can focus on and control and, you know, really look forward to. And, um, you know, they, I just, I, I can't praise those, that group enough of what they've done and how much they put in. And, you know, to me though, the whole ultimate is that is then now, why, why, why am I going to maybe be fearful when I go compete? I should and be anxious. It's like, I've done all this work. It's kind of like a test, right? I mean, when you're prepared for a test, you're not, you're not anxious about it. Maybe you're excited because like, holy shit, man, let me, I can't wait for this test because I'm an ace of some bitch. And even if you don't, like maybe they throw a curveball at you and the question you didn't know, then, okay, well, I know for next time, you know, and that's to me, that's what these guys are doing. They're learning. And, you know, we got a great group in front of them that I think are, are leading the way, but these guys are trying to set the mark and, and they've done, they've done a heck of a job. And I just, I want them to go compete that way though. Yeah. Um, I, we're talking about all these guys who are, who are red shirting and, and it's exciting, you know, just the level of talent that they brought in the room, the work ethic, um, you know, you just raving about them. Uh, but what's, I guess what's interesting to me is that like, you know, you have this group of guys who, you know, are ready to make their impact on the program. And you also have all 10 postseason starters coming back next year. 
Um, and so like that, that level of depth, like, like I, is that like a coach's dream? Is that going to be kind of interesting to see how it plays out or, or what have you thought about just kind of what, I mean, I know it's way too early, right. But like, that's why this, yeah. is I mean, second. like, you know what the lineup might look like? I have no idea. No, I, I mean, idea. that's, that's a great thing. I mean, heck if you would have, you went into this year looking though, we had, you know, we had two guys that were national qualifiers from the year before and won a couple of matches in the national tournament that other guys took their spots and went to the national tournament won matches too. So, you know, I think one, it's a testament to those athletes and that, and you know, they're not, Hey, I'm going to wait my time. Like, no, I'm going to take my opportunity now and make the most of it. And um, I, I just think we got to, the culture in the room guys are like, I'm not going to wait. I'm, I'm going to push that guy in front of me. And if I'm not the guy in front, if I'm not the guy, then the guy in front of me is going to be so prepared that, you know what, he is on the stand and he's high on the stand. And I can be proud of that too. Even if I'm not the guy, I just, I think these guys can't, you can't ever wait and bide your time and just hope that, you know, a year later, the year passes, you know what, then I'll be the guy, you know, a senior year or this guy graduates. I don't know. Who, I mean, you asked him a question. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to get hurt. I don't know what's going to happen as far as who's going to make a jump. I've seen guys that, you know, they're like, I, I want to, what I want to keep happening is like, where the hell did this guy come from? You know, like, everyone's like, well, this, who, th I saw this guy a couple of years ago and, well, holy, he's a different guy. You know, I'll, I'll bring a guy like Rebuto, you know, I'll make an ex bring example of him, just even the growth that he had throughout the year. I mean, he's, he was guys that he lost to early in the season. Heck, a guy he lost to in, in the Iowa State meet, and then he wrestles them in the big 12s. I mean, so that's one that's, that's making adjustments that also just guys are growing and getting better. And I think hopefully guys are seeing that. And I think guys are, there's a lot of time put into them. And even if a guy's not the guy, so to speak, he's still, he's still improving and getting better. And I think that's the only way you can move the whole program forward. It's, yeah. it's everybody. And I, I always say faster and farther together. And it's not just, well, this one guy, like we got some guys that are, that are, that are setting the pace and really setting the standard. But then there's other guys are like, well, I'm not going to be left behind. <laughs> And I think that's kind of what you're seeing right now. And like we just we have the we have the right we have the right group of athletes, of guys, student athletes that are doing things at incredibly high level all the way across the board. And so yeah, you asked me who's going to be the guy. I I don't know. And I think that's a great thing because whoever we step out there, now they can go from hopefully winning one or two matches at the national tournament to four or five matches at the national tournament. Now everyone's place. And you know, that's really the jump. And that guy behind them can be proud of that because hell they they're not getting there without that guy yeah is that i mean that's that that seems like a natural you know all this depth is going to push everybody forward because you know if, if kind of like you were saying if you are the guy you got somebody on your tail if you're not the guy you got somebody to chase yep. um i is is that is what what are you kind of maybe hoping i guess to learn from you know, your program moving forward, knowing that they're, you're going to have all this available depth going into next season, or have you even thought about that far? Oh, I think, I don't know if it's depth if the guys aren't still progressing moving forward though. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you, I mean, guys, I think you have to keep everybody optimistic about being, about being the guy and taking advantage of their opportunity, you know, cause you know, I could look at, so you could look at, Hey, I, Oh, I got Parker in front of me. And well, you know, that guy's one of the best guys in, in the country. Yeah, he is. But a man, if I, if I can, if I can keep up with him, so to speak, I'm going to be in a really good place. And I kind of take that lead. And, and I mean, like I said, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen throughout the season, but I know that there's got to be pride. And I think if everyone's bought into their role, so to speak, 
So if I'm not the guy, my role is to make sure that I'm prepared and ready. And if I get the call, I'll step in there and I, there won't be any big drop off. Right. I mean, heck, you know, we had some meets last year that I think about where we probably could have forfeited the meet. You know, we had three, four guys out of COVID and, you know, sometimes teams did that. It's like, we, we believe we have depth and we believe we have a guy that's ready and prepared and like, Hey, I get my opportunity. I'm going out there for my team because I believe in something bigger. And that means I got to go up a weight or down a weight or whatever, or, you know, you got a guy like Parker and if I'm an 84 pounder and I'm like, well, shit, I'm not sure if I can beat that guy. Then I'm figuring out how to build up or build down or, or get into a weight where I can, or then, you know what, I'm going to make sure that Parker wins the national title next year. And when he stands on top of the stand, uh, I helped, I, I helped. And I was a piece of that. Yeah. Um, a lot of exciting um, young guys, but you know, all the guys who are returning, um, you yep. know, 10 postseason starters all back. What have you kind of seen from them since, um, you know, the end of the season, it's been a few months now, they probably got into some sort of off season routine. What, what, what's the response been from those guys after, after March? Uh, just more, <laughs> more, <laughs> we, we, we want more individually, we want more of his team. And like, we feel like we know that we're making progress and progress is a good thing. And I think where you can't get into is that, okay, I'm just going to make that, I'm going to make that jump in one day in one week or even one month, it's a, it's a consistent, it's a consistent effort um, of being focused and putting work in. And I think these guys really coming together to more as a team and, and for them, okay, here's some things we want to do as a group and how do we get there? And then let's go chase it down and let's not just talk about it. Let's, let's go, let's go put it to action and be about it. And, and the only reason, the only way I know how to build uh, build tradition is to do it year after year. That's what tradition is. Tradition isn't like, oh, one year flash in the pan. That's not something we're not trying to have happen. Like, oh, you know, these guys were great for one year and then they fell off. Like, no, it's, it is perennial. It is year after year. And that takes some time, man. You know, I mean, you know, I've been here <laughs> a few years and I feel like we've done a pretty good job, but now it's time to make a jump to, you know, Hey, okay, we're top 20, we're top 15. No, it's time to start putting ourselves in single digits. You know, that's, that's, and that's what these guys are thinking about doing. That's what they're planning on doing. That's what they're going after. And that's what they're talking about. And, and they're putting into action. So that's exciting. How much has, uh, you know, cause I know the first day at the national tournament, you guys wrestled really, really well. Everybody yep. got through to the second day. Yep. Like how much did, you know, that performance in that day, I know it was just one day and you're looking for three days when it comes to a tournament like that. But I mean, does that motivate them? Like, Hey, like what we are doing, there are some results here, even if it's not the end goal, if that makes sense. No, they definitely, they see progress. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. I mean, that, to me, and to me, that's, that's where you're excited to be in the room because you see progress, you know, you're, you're making, you're making adjustments and changes and, and man, you, you, I don't know, you get addicted to that, you know, and that's, and I think once you feel the time that it takes to have that happen and get momentum, and once you get the momentum, you don't want to stop that momentum. And that's where these guys are at. And that's why I don't think guys have, you know, some guys took some breaks, but for the most part, guys have just kind of kept rolling and like, coach, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't coach. I don't want to take a break right now. Okay. If you're in the right frame of mind, then you don't have to, you certainly don't need to, you know, we'll, we'll get your breaks when you need, but uh, and it comes so much to this thing. If this thing's in the right place and a lot of it comes from when you feel like you're improving, man. I mean, how do you not, how are you not excited about something when you know you're getting better at it? And I think guys have some proof, but now it's just staying the course. Like I said, one day, and that's what I've been racking my brain about. How can we go from one match to two matches or three matches to four matches and really, you know, five high level matches in a row. I mean, that's really what it's going to take. And, you know, you get in the backside of maybe more, but I'm thinking about you're going to have to have five high level matches in a row and guys can do it for one. I've seen guys do it for two, but 
you know, how do we get them to be able to do that for five of them or six of them or seven or, you know, whatever it takes to be where they're at on the stand. Uh, that's really what we're trying to break through. And, you know, that comes in training and consistent effort. Absolutely. Um, I think the other thing I wanted to ask you about was, um, is there any sort of update on the West gym stuff? I know that that's kind of up in the air and you could only say so much during the season, but um, I wasn't um, sure if there was any bit more communication on what was going on. Uh, still trying to, you know, get some 100% on a few things. I, you know, we, we talked about, obviously there's, you know, we didn't get to compete at full capacity last year. The building's old. There's some, I think there's some, there's some thoughts as far as me, you know, maybe ushering that thing out in time, um, you know, but having a plan as far as, okay. Yeah, we could, we can compete in McLeod, but you know, we have, we have training, everything else is in the West gym. And, you know, that's, to me, that's, that is the home of wrestling. I mean, heck, we've been there almost a hundred years. There's, there's, there's a huge huh, history and legacy in that building. I mean, you feel it when you come in there, you know, there's character behind it. Uh, and I, and there's a romance with the building. So, you know, I, I fight, I fight for the building because I believe in it. And I, I think our guys love it. The people love it, but, you know, having a plan and we're working on having a plan of how we're going to move forward. If, okay, that does, that does happen. Okay. This is, this is going to get ushered out. Okay. We're what, what can put us in a better place as a program. And that's, that's the whole thing for me is like, whatever we do, we're going to put ourselves in a better place as a program. Um, whatever we move to or where we go, we will, we will, we're going to be, we're going to have, if it's more match space, we're going to have more things like you're, you can't replace the West Gym. I don't care what you do. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just, there's been too much that's happened in that building. There's too much. I mean, heck, there's been, there has been there's just, you can't replace some of that. You can't replace some of the character that it has, you know, replace them with something that has character. But for me, our job is how do we build on, how do we build and move the program forward? That's my job. 100%. If it's in the West Gym, out of the West Gym. Um, I know, and I've said this before, like, if someone's got a $20 million check, I, I got a pretty good feeling that we can keep the West gym or we can rebuild the West gym or we can do something that like this, <laughs> you know, along those lines, but there hasn't been a, hold on one second. There, there, there hasn't been a hundred percent on, on, on things. Um, I love the building. You know, I just, for me, it's always been, it's always been about how, there's a, there's a way always to send things out. So you know what I mean? I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, if I'm going to send a building out or I'm going to send this thing out, let's do it the right way. Um, and I think there's a right way to do things to celebrate it the right way. If it happens. And, you know, we haven't talked a lot about a lot of questions, but um, there's certainly, I think moving to where maybe we're on a limited time as far as being in there, you know, what that time frame is and not hundred percent, but you know, we we're still 100% formulating what the plan's going to be and how we're, how we're going to move, how we're going to move that thing forward. Um, but for me as a, as a pro program and as a, as a coach, I got to focus on what I can control. Right. And that's, is our team preparing, getting, getting guys better. I've had some conversation with people and you know what, hopefully when, the, when, when the time comes or the need is, is, is in front of us that people will, people will step up for us and they'll like, okay, I want to impact the program. So, you know, we've been in this building for a hundred years. Let's go. If it's going to be a different building, let's go make the next hundred year building, you know, for, we can build new history and we can do build a new history in, in some place. And you know what? I mean, we don't need a whole lot. I can tell you that, <laughs> you know, we don't, I mean, we've seen guys and I've been all places all over the country and all over the world that they've won with, they've won with very little as far as, 
and we're not going to have very little as far as wherever we go. But what I'm saying is it's more important as the people who you're going to be around and the belief that these guys have, and you can't take that feeling away. You can't take that presence away. You know, you, you put that in, you put that in another building and it's the people because all those people are going to trans, they're going to transport and be somewhere else. I mean, so I don't know if I'm answering a question or not. I'm, I'm certainly doing my, my, my part to fight for the building and keep it. And, but any, anything put us, put it, if you're going to take it out, take it out in the right way, but also no matter how we move forward, no matter how we move forward, we move forward in a better position in USI, you and I wrestling is only stronger. If we do move out of the building, it's only, it's only to put us in a better spot. And that's what I believe. And I know that's what we'll do. And I know we have supporters and have people that are believe in our program um, that are bought into it. And that will, that will, that will help make sure that happens. You know, I mean, I can tell you, our guys are doing an incredible job in wrestling in the wrestling room. Um, they're doing a great job, man. They're training how they're living. I mean, how they're taking care of school. I mean, it's, it, and we have uh, so many high level guys. Um, and I'm, I'm incredibly proud of that. I'm incredibly proud of the reputation of the program. And now it's just, we want to advance and moving forward and, we just want to win a whole lot more. And that's, you know, that's where these guys are planning on do this weekend. That's what we're going to plan on continuing to do moving forward. So I'm not sure if I answered your question a hundred percent, but um, there's some things that are still kind of getting, getting figured out. Um, you know, and in I, some of these questions, you know, can be directed at, you know, the, the, the president and, and my boss can, can answer some of these questions a little bit more, more than I can. Um, but I know if people want to support and help, man, they can, I, I'll send them my number <laughs> and, 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 you know, those things can certainly go a long ways, but I know, I know yeah, we're at the start of June and guys have gotten better in the last couple of months and that's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a million more questions when it comes to the West gym that I know I want yeah. to pick your brain about, but I know that you're, uh, you're, you're, you're fairly busy. So I, I, I'll let you go here because I appreciate the time that you gave me today. Yeah. Um, you go be dad. I'll, I'll be sure to link up with you for a few extra weeks and, and I'll actually make the trip up to Cedar Falls and we'll make, okay. we'll make something work. Okay, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Cody. Right on. See you coach. Bye-bye. Big thanks to Doug Schwab, Kevin Dresser, Tom Brands for allowing us to catch up with each of them this week. Didn't get every question answered that I was kind of hoping to ask, but it was a fun little mid-off-season check-in with each program to get you ready for this weekend and uh, perhaps tide your college rustling fix over for a little while. But that's all I've got today, guys. I know today was a long show, but I appreciate you all listening. Be sure to rate and review the show. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin and on Instagram at Cody J. Goodwin. And of course, be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Um, got some fun coverage opportunities coming up with the, uh, obviously we got U20s and U23s this weekend. Final X has Iowa presence at, at both uh, sites in Stillwater. You got Thomas Gilman and Ben Provisor. And then in New York City, Felicity Taylor is going to be trying to make her first senior world team. Um, and then the weeks after that, 16U National Duels and Junior National Duels. Uh, plan on being on both of those trips. And um, if you guys subscribe now, got a lot of fun content that I'm planning for both of those trips. And I don't want you guys to miss anything. So be sure to subscribe. You can find a link to do that as well as stories and videos from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.
wrestling is important in this state, man. And I think people, people that come here realize it and people that have grown up here sometimes forget that. And, you know, I think you help remind them how important wrestling is. So I appreciate it.